Derek and Steve present You heard it here second Welcome to You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek. And I am Steve. And you're listening to episode 151 of You Heard It Here Second. You can find us at DerekAndSteve.com. Uh, easy listener links at DerekAndSteve.com slash listen or submit your questions at DerekAndSteve.com slash ask. Steve, how's it going? Episode 151. Derek, it is business as usual. Uh, business as usual. We're not going to do the big we are back because this is just, you know, it's us again. Yeah. It's we're us again. Already. This yeah. is... This is um, every other day, you know. Every every two weeks, we appear, and you're happy, and that's what it's going to yep. be like. That's what that's life. That's life. You heard it here a second now, and there's it's just normal operating procedure. So, um, so yeah, there's no big fanfare this time. No big fanfare. I will say, I do miss the clips of us. Yeah. You know, we I, we used to do the the clips from the previous episode. Uh, we may have to do something special for the loyal listeners, but um, yeah. Otherwise, I'm ready to go. So, so I would say that's that is one remnant of maybe something we didn't talk about when we when we talked about season two and like everything we were going to do for season two. Um, what you just said there, I certainly do have plans to at least bring those back. Just maybe not on a not as like part of the intro per se, but like maybe as a segment. So like this month, and you heard it here second or something ah. like that, where we can take a little bit larger sample and maybe it's like a minute or two, you know, with some music instead of the like you know 15 seconds or whatever that we put in the intro. So. Definitely, you know, keep those clips. If, if you find funny clips, you know, submit them to us. Let us know. We can put those into the kind of segments. But yeah, yeah. I think we need to have those montage style collections because right. of those out of context quotes because they, you know, they, they're case, great. Yeah. In case you don't get enough of us once every two weeks, we'll do a <laughs> recap episode of right. the past month. So you can just re-listen <laughs> to the best moments. Previously on Derek and Steve. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so we'll definitely be doing that. Um. But so we're going to jump right in. So the episode today, we got uh, some sports topics in the beginning, pretty much just football, a little bit of a football rundown. Uh, then we have our mailbag, which Steve has a task for the next two weeks to create a uh, enticing name for that segment. We will come up with a better name <laughs> than mailbag. Mailbag. Definitely. Everybody has a mailbag. We have to right. have something a yeah. little better than a mailbag. Agree. And mailbag uh, is I'm so on. outdated. Yeah, I, I agree. No one even knows. Um, like is there do mailbags even exist anymore? Mailmen don't Probably even not. carry mailbags. <laughs> <laughs> mailbag. What is the? Well, we'll come up with the 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 twenty first century version of yeah. the mailbag. Right, right. We will do that. Um, then we have some television topics, a few uh, of our old reliable topics, and then we'll finish out with the final drive. So that's what uh, we got in episode one fifty one, the first episode, or sorry, the second episode of season two, the first one back in our normal kind of flow of things. So uh, should be good. I'm already so, bored. You ready? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. So without further ado, let's start it out with sports. The Monster Jam. All righty. So uh, starting out with sports, and we're just going to talk about football a bit here. Um, like we had talked about kind of in our introduction to the restart last week, we kind of are looking to narrow our focus sometimes with sports. Just pick a pick a topic and let's talk about that and then move on to other stuff rather mm -hmm. than the laundry list we kind of used to do. So we're going with football today. Um, you know, preseason football has been all over TV lately. Everybody's excited that football's back with fans in the, in the crowds and everything. Right. Um, so starting it out, um, one of the big storylines, you know, we could get to predictions if you have any kind of 
big predictions other than the Bucks winning the Super Bowl that you have at the top of your mind. Um, but mean, we can start no out other predictions than that. <laughs> um, but we can start out with one of the you know this was a unique uh, draft class I would say in that there were five rookie quarterbacks that are all in contention I would say to start for their teams potentially um, taken in the first fifteen picks of the draft, which is very abnormal. Um, so my question to you you can kick it off hit me among those five rookie quarterbacks, which is Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, uh, Trey Lance, uh, Justin Fields and Mac Jones. Um, who are you seeing as a bust and who are you seeing as a potential stud? And and who do you just think is a, is bleh in the middle? OK, um, I will kick it off. I will say I refuse to talk about preseason football mm. because I Good just call. don't think it's real football. Like I think everyone's working out the kinks. I'm not going to look at Zach Wilson's pretty good stats in preseason say, well, I think he's going to be a stud. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to kind of go shoot from the hip because preseason doesn't mean anything. Yep. Uh, but you are right. Those are the five. Uh, it's Zach Wilson for the Jets, Mac Jones for the Pats, Trey Lance is at the 49ers, yep. uh, Trevor Lawrence at the Jags, and Justin Fields for the Bears. Yep. Um, I think the perennial all-star, the, the, the chosen one, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he's kind of been college football's baby for the past couple of years yeah. now and now he gets his chance right. i do think he'll be all right I, I think the jags truly suck um <laughs> no offense shout out will campbell <laughs> yeah. um and they just lost uh etienne their their first yeah, round for the year um running back from clemson so i don't know how much of i mean a first round pick losing a first round pick for the year is always devastating but i don't know running backs in this league yeah you can find some serviceable people um, and he was a rookie, so you never know how much he'll actually contribute. Right. That being said, I think Trevor Lawrence has, is going to have a very good long career. And my um, everyone else, I think, is going to stink. I don't think Zach Wilson. All four. Pan out. Yeah. All, well, All right. that's not. My, I mean, that's not that hot of a take. I, I, right. Like, it's a little my, hot of a take, but you know. Let me give you my. I'll I'll, I'll give you my. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be good mm-hmm. career wise, and this year Justin Fields is like my my sleeper pick for the yeah. Bears. I think he's going to be fine. Um, and then everyone else, I'm just going to say, is going to suck. I think they're going to be real right. bad, have terrible careers, backup <laughs> quarterbacks at best, and um, that's what I'm that's what I'm sticking with. I like it. There you go. There you go. Including I mean, Mac so, Jones. <laughs> yes, I, I, I did get that from from the prediction. Um, no, I mean, so first of all, uh, you know, every people have a tendency to look at the best, right, in a in a high draft pick, right, whether it's for your own team or just as a fan of the quarterback, you tend to look at them in a good light when you've seen them in a good light in college and. They get drafted really high, right? So, you know, I look at these quarterbacks, and I, th- I thought they were obviously they're all good in college, right? Like they're all they all showed that they can be be great or mm-hmm. good to great. It's just not going to happen, right? Like you don't have like five quarterbacks drafted in the first fifteen picks that are all just going to be studs. It will right. not happen, right? So, from that standpoint, you start looking at it like, okay, there's obviously one to two busts in here, and there might only be one really good quarterback. There might be two, right? Could be three. We'll see. But um, so, you know, we've watched Trevor Lawrence a lot. Like, I agree with you on Trevor Lawrence that I think I think with Trevor, the big question is that kind of question that always comes up is can a team's terrible situation ruin a quarterback? Right. Like, like can but like people point to Sam Bradford, for instance. Right. Like, remember yeah. Sam Bradford with the Rams? Andrew it's Luck. Like Andrew Luck with the Colts. Um, can a team can a team that has no offensive line, no defense like minimal in the ways of weapons and like good organizational structure like can a quarterback overcome that right like it's a good question like yeah like d- does a tom brady or a peyton manning 
like ever become what they become without any organizational structure and like support around them. Right. Like it's a valid question to ask. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that'll be put to the test with Trevor Lawrence because he's by far the most surefire talent. Um, I'm obviously going to disagree. I'm going to say that Mac Jones is going to be good yeah. for obvious reasons. I, I am just going to be optimistic. Wow, what a homer. But, I, but I will say that I will uh, an actual point on Mac Jones, though. I do think that um, for I, I've I've been a little bit confused by some of the painting the picture of Mac Jones as like kind of just a product of Alabama. Right. And I did. And and I think it's a fair enough take because he was surrounded by extremely elite weapons. Right. And and Alabama is just like Alabama. Right. But I guess where I find the inconsistency is in his two direct predecessors. Right. Tua Tagovailoa and Jalen Hurts. And, And those are guys that I feel like people are high on. Right. I feel like people think that they're good and that they were studs at Alabama and that they have promising NFL futures. Right. And they really had the same weapons as Mac Jones did. And Mac Jones basically turned that into the best college offense we've probably ever seen. Like I know the year before LSU is right up there with them. But so so I think not to say that that means Mac Jones is going to be the best quarterback in the league. But I think that he is getting a little bit of a of an unfair shake as far as his college production goes. I think that he earned his college production um, because, you know, as as good as your weapons are, his other quarterbacks before him didn't win didn't cruise to national championships. I know two hundred one one, but um, I think that a lot of it, a lot of the credit goes to him. So I think there's some there's some basis for having faith in him being good at the next level. Of course, with any of these guys, you have to prove it. So Derek, we'll Pats, see. Yeah. If the Pats start Mac Jones, mm-hmm. do they have a better record than eight and eight? Uh, well, so seventeen games now. So is nine and eight? I, I guess say, is or are they better or worse than eight and eight? Fu- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nine and eight, um, or we yeah, right, whatever, they, like yeah, yeah. nine and seven, or whatever. Over they, under, yeah. over under eight wins, um, or eight and a half wins, I guess. Uh, if they start Mac Jones from week one, yes, I I think over. I I, I am I've you I've voiced this to you already before. I, I I like the Patriots' odds of winning ten plus games better if Mac Jones starts from week one than Thank if Cam you. Newton starts from week one because I, I I I believe I mean just after watching a full season last year, I believe Cam is not going to succeed through 17 games. And so I I think that Mac Jones starting this year at some point is in, is inevitable. Um and for me personally, I think I I say let him learn earlier, right? I think that the I think that he has an offensive line, he has a defense. Like those are things that I would say sit a quarterback for if they don't have those things and they're going to be you know at risk of getting injured or at risk of, you know, having total confidence shot by just like having no time to throw and stuff like that, right? Yeah. I think he's got the surroundings. I would start him right away and I would let him start learning. That's my that's my opinion. So but. are are you are you officially on the podcast picking Mac Jones as your boom slash not bust of this class? I he is a boom slash not bust of the class. To go with the rest of them, I agree with you on Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson's toast as far as his situation have and you just like at the kid. Have you have you seen a picture <laughs> of him? Yes, although I'm not certain that it was not a screenshot of of a Disney movie, but may, I think it was him. This may be the funniest caricature <laughs> class of quarterbacks we could possibly pick. Trevor Lawrence has got like so true. the goofy, like, uh, uh, remember the Titans long hair? Like He looks like he should be playing football in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zach Wilson looks like a Ken doll like, slash Disney yep. character. It's just a very funky group of quarterbacks. Yeah, it very much is. I agree. Um, 
But but I'm with you. I, I I'm high on Justin Fields. I'm high on Trevor Lawrence, and I'm high on Mac Jones. Um, yeah, Mac Jones. I is really. Like- Two fifty, yeah, yeah, right, isn't he? He's he, like a, he's big and doofy, and you know, yeah. and it's like, it, like, and you know, of course, he like it's it's totally unfair to him, but he draws those comparisons to rookie Tom Brady, right, as like the the guy who doesn't look very athletic, like he's right. just like the kind of like lumbering, big, goofy guy who just like won in college and like is a good passer and stuff. Yeah. Um, but so so yeah, I'm gonna go with Tre- I'm gonna go with Trevor, but I think Trevor's gonna struggle with his surroundings. I'm with you. I think Justin Fields might have the best season of these quarterbacks. I think he's just like the best um, athlete. I think like an, if you're an athlete, you can overcome yes worse situations. Like you can right. you can create more if you're given more. Like you're allowed to run, you're allowed to play action, you're allowed to option. You're you're just kind of given yeah. more than like Trevor Lawrence, who's going to have to drop back and hit mm-hmm. like a receiver who probably wouldn't start on his college football team. Right. You know? Like a like an RG three type of rookie season where RG three didn't have a great surrounding cast in Washington, but he was like he honestly is is a little bit like Justin Fields as far as like a his style of quarterback play and stuff. And I could see Fields having a similar rookie season where he's got a lot of rushing mixed in. Teams haven't figured out how to game plan for him yet. So I like that. And uh and yeah, I'm gonna say Mac Jones and uh, sorry, uh Zach Wilson and Trey Lance. I'll call my busts. I don't really know a lot about Trey Lance, but I don't either, um, to be honest. But but that's partly why I'm going to say he's a, a bust candidate because he was North Dakota State quarterback, and the only other one we've seen is Carson Wentz, who I think is kind of a bust as well. So um, so yeah, so that's what that's what I'm going with there for for the QBs. So I like um, it. I mean, I, I think this many rookie QBs is and and we have Kyle Trask. We we keep forgetting to talk yeah, about Kyle Trask. Maybe that's he'll true. start over Tom Brady. You never know. There's a, there's always a QB controversy. Any anything could happen. Anything could happen. Um so so there's the QBs. Um a couple other random thoughts, you know, I don't know if you have anything any remarks, I, but we've yeah, I have a ahead. quick QB thought before we move on. Yeah. Sure. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the Saints uh mm. the Saints situation? Taysom Hill versus Jameis. I am Team Jameis. Yes, like, we're all I, I finally Jameis Team Jameis. Now we are all Team Jameis. <laughs> I, I had to watch him for five years, and now we're all Team Jameis. The whole world now is Team Jameis. Jameis now that he's now. on the Saints. <laughs> the whole world is Team Jameis now. Here's the thing. Look, look. Jameis Winston spent five years as the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he he couldn't read a Chipotle menu from 25 feet away. That's not true. He, He's he always had the see. eye issues. He's but always he got, had no, but he got he got LASIK. He that, got they've LASIK. been saying that for three years. <laughs> no, but he got it though. He I'm got sure it after he, he left it. the Bucks. Jameis Winston can see now. That's the only reason that he had struggles in Tampa. Tampa would have won twice as many Super Bowls if Jameis <laughs> could see. The hell no, up. You're that, the that's worst. a stretch. No, but I, but, I, but I'm serious. I, I I am for Jameis getting another opportunity as a starter. And I I th- he's looked good and, and I think he deserves a chance. So I mean obviously he needs to beat Taysom Hill out, but I think Taysom Hill is best served in the role that he's been serving for for New Orleans. I don't know if I buy him being an every down quarterback in the yeah. NFL. Um I would like to see I just also like Jameis as a character. So I would yeah. like to see Jameis be the starter in, in Jam- New Orleans. Jameis is good for the NFL. Like his drama. Like he is right. he is must his, watch his television. Energy. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna throw right. He's going to th- throw six <laughs> touchdowns and three of them are going to be to his team and three are going to be the other team. Like he's going to be, he's just so fun to watch. Yeah, it's true. He's a gunslinger truly. And, and not many of them exist anymore. So, right. um, so, so there you go. I, I'm definitely team Jameis there. Um, 
a few other random topics. You know, the uh, the vaccination policies. It's it's the NFL has been pretty hard on this, and we've seen it recently. Just the, just uh, yesterday, Cam Newton is out for five days of practice because he traveled basically and didn't get like an, a a verified test from a verified like uh, part of the protocol or whatever. And he doesn't have COVID, but he's out five days. That and so that revealed kind of that he's unvaccinated. But the NFL is really making it very hard if you're unvaccinated to have the same privileges and rights and everything as the vaccinated players. So it's an interesting storyline to watch going into the season because now, unlike last year, coaches and teams have to be like, what's the impact of this? Right. Right. It's it's no longer everyone's in the same boat. You know, now not everybody is in the same boat if they're if they're choosing not to be vaccinated for the season. So, well, especially because I don't think we've talked about it, that memo that was sent around where if you if you are the reason or your team is the reason that a game is canceled or can't be rescheduled then you forfeit that game and you yeah. and your whole team forfeits their game check so it's not just right. you forfeit a game like your other players financial like livelihoods are affected yeah. and so i mean yeah, it's think very about the very guy strict the roster right right so it's yeah. it's i will say it's a very strict policy and I, it's uh, yeah. and i'm I'm obviously pro vaccination. I want everyone to get vaccinated. And this is basically like a yeah. either get vaccinated or you're not playing in the NFL. Yeah, right. It's true. And and so it'll be very interesting to see. I, I I definitely I agree with you. I like that they're going strong with it, but it there was pushback initially from even players that are vaccinated and pro vaccination. There was pushback about some of this because it's like this is going to affect know, them too. It's, it, yeah, exactly. You're right. It'll, it'll affect a lot of people. But, you know, the NFL is, is putting their foot down strong on that and saying, yeah. this is how we're going to have a successful season. Cause last year was a, the best was, season was, in the world. So. <laughs> yeah, yes. In some respects for some people, but, but, it, but in general, there, there were a lot of very near disasters last year, as far yeah. as COVID goes, you know, like as far as whole teams being, you know, sidelined and having to reschedule games and everything. So, uh, definitely a storyline to watch there. Um, someone's going to get burnt and it's going to be a very yeah. big, an interesting storyline. Yes. That would here I guess yeah. So I I think I guess you just answered this, but my question to you, yes or no, will we see a forfeit this year? COVID forfeiture. Uh ooh, that's a very good question. I would a full on forfeiture, I'm gonna say full-on no. Team like, X forfeited because they got had too many players get COVID. I'm gonna say no, but I, I think the NFL's had a, a year and a half to figure out like, okay, we yeah. need to build bye weeks in order to figure yeah. like fill this. We have 17 games. I, maybe that helps or hurts. Mm-hmm. We're gonna. I, I think they're gonna. I mean, because they lose a crazy amount of money yeah. if they forfeit a game, right. crazy, yeah. well, even one game. So I think they'll do everything yeah. in their power to not. Yeah, which is why I think maybe this this policy isn't as like is isn't as might be scary. Like yeah. a lot of it's it's kind of toothless. But I do. I'm gonna say no, but I kind of want there to be not for my <laughs> team, of course. Just like maybe <laughs> yeah. like the Browns and the Dolphins or some <laughs> stupid two teams that I don't care about. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. And player like it's going to affect some locker rooms. There's going to be 99% vaccination and one person yeah. not vaccinated. It's gonna, the Bills are going to be 99% and Cole Beasley is going to be. Is he still on the Bills? Cole Beasley? Yeah, and he and he, and he just got uh, sidelined for five days uh, similarly because of a protocol breach or something and he's not vaccinated. So Yeah, well, he's, um, he's like yeah. a pure anti-vax right. lunatic. He's very, yeah, yeah right. Um, but yeah, I, so I'm gonna I'm with you. I think there will be no forfeit, but I, I agree with you. I think there's going to be a big story at some point with a near forfeiture of like, you know, this is a, a big outbreak among, uh, you know, unvaccinated players. And it's like, according to the rules, that's supposed to cost people. And then I think I think ultimately it won't. But um, 
definitely a storyline to watch and, and another layer for coaches and, and front offices to think about this year. Um, last quick tidbit here uh, as fantasy football season nears and a lot of I don't know if I don't know if you still do fantasy football, but a lot of people uh, have a lot of leagues. And uh, a lot of people have a lot of leagues. Not many people. You're the only person. You're the only person. Well, not the only, but (laughs) most people don't have a lot of leagues. It's crazy (laughs) that you have a lot of fantasy football leagues. I know, and I hate it. I I wish I was in like one, maybe two, but I have three and a half, so I co-manage one. But it's terrible. I hate it. But um, that said, uh, the I have a question for you, which is: Have you have you ever done a slow draft? For and by the way, this isn't just fantasy football. This could be fantasy baseball too. In theory, could do the same thing. Have you ever heard of a slow draft? Um, colloquially, no. But all of my drafts are slower than I want them to be, so they're all <laughs> slow to me. But I, I, I am assuming this right. is a type that I have not heard of. Yes, yeah, so this is a type, and it's very intriguing to me. And I'm going to say I think it's the future of fantasy football drafts. I, I think like this is because that's incredible. Yeah. Oh, so, let me guess. Can I guess what it is? Sure. Yeah. 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 It's like over the course of a couple of days, you have your own time to do it. Like it's pretty, pretty like much ping, pings you when you're up and you just pick. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So um, the app that that two of my fantasy football leagues use is called Sleeper. And it's so it's like kind of a you, just like a different app. It's not ESPN, Yahoo, any of those. And the ESPNs and Yahoos of the world don't support that format of this slow draft. But basically, a slow draft is really no different than a regular draft, except the timer. Like, you know, when you do a, a fantasy draft, the timer is like a minute or a minute and a half, whatever the right. league manager sets it as. The timer is eight hours, or at least like that's what we do for ours is eight hours. So you have you technically have eight hours to pick. Now, you can submit your pick in one minute if you'd like, because that way, if everyone's on their phones and you're buzzing through and like it takes a minute each and you just get a notification that another pick came in. But if you're out doing something and if you know, if you're if you're out for several hours, as long as you get back to your pick within your eight hour window, submit your pick, moves to the next pick. So mm. it works extremely well for leagues that can't agree on a draft time, right? Like when uh, you when you yeah. you can't figure out when to do it. The draft and so, for the for the busy businessman. For the yeah. <laughs> for the for the guy exactly. who's on the but, go who still but, wants to play and, fantasy sports. But what I found is that there's almost a zero percent pick regret rate, right? Because like you don't like like when you're drafting, you're like, uh, like I felt bad about that pick sometimes because the clock was running out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen in a slow draft. You get to yeah. sit there, you can look, you can research real quick, make sure you don't pick someone who's injured or just got benched or just got COVID or something like that, right? Um, so it's an interesting format. I, I encourage people to look into it. I but, like the idea. I'd be willing yeah. to try it. I'd be willing to yeah. try it. Does it does there it you go. does it hinder the like group uh like half the fun of a draft is getting everyone mm. together, talking crap. Kind of, it's it's a little bit hectic, yeah. and you're you're all just figuring yeah. out as you go, and that's and then you're done, and you get to evaluate mm. teams. Or is it just okay? There's my person. Are you are you crap it, uh, talking, or what's the what's the vibe? Definitely still talk crap, like like via tech. Like you know, you could start if it's been ten minutes and your friend hasn't picked yet, you can start badgering them. Like, what are you what are you waiting for? Like, let's go. Like like pick it up, you know. Or you can like you know still have the same trash talking about picks. I will say like I would still prefer an in person. Like if you were able to aggregate and get together for an in person draft, I think that's still the the premier choice, right? Because you get to have you know make it an event and have fun with everybody. But if it was just going to be a live remote draft where people weren't really talking and like interacting. I think the slow draft actually increases some of the interaction because people are talking about picks as they come in and you know it's just kind of a keeps the conversation going for a whole week potentially. So I like it. Um mainly look into it if you are having trouble trouble scheduling your draft, but 
you know, even if not, it's uh, something to look into. So I think we should look into it purely so that John Robertson could show up to one <laughs> of our drafts. That's a great point. That's a great point. <laughs> um, that's I agree with that totally. So um, last topic in football, we'll make this one quick, but uh, just announced today, actually, the ACC, Pac-12 and Big Ten announced an alliance, which um, I don't have the details up here, but essentially this is in response to the SEC adding Texas and Oklahoma, which happened recently, making them like a 16 team super conference now, basically. Um, my question to you, you're just you, you can keep it in the in the quick hitter response. Super here. quick hitter here. What do you think? What would you th- what do you fear or like about the future of these conferences aggregating into bigger conferences? Do you what, what is your what is your take on that? I hate all of it. I hate everything that's happening in college football. It's just all oh, a money grab. Like, yeah, it's true. None of it has anything to do with the best parts of college football, which are the rivalries, the fans, the energy. It's all just how can we get more money and how can yeah. we make bigger games? I, I don't mind the, the matchup shifting and getting bigger teams to play other bigger teams, but at this rate, it's just we're just shifting blocks. Like, I could care less. Yeah. I mean, and I hate the term alliance. I hate it. Right. I don't know why. Yeah. Calling yourself like an alliance of blank is kind of dumb. It seems very, um, like very it high means like you're fighting them. the SEC or we're going to find it. So, yeah. Right. Like it's us right. versus the SEC. I'm like, that mindset you're is com- so stupid. You're combating them in some way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I tend to agree. I, I don't like the direction. I, I wish the conferences could have stayed separate and power five, I think makes sense. And, but I don't know. We'll see. So, that does it for sports. Um, we'll uh, go into the next section, which is the mailbag, which is not going to be called the mailbag. And, not and the mailbag. And we need be, like a cool, funky back. sound effect, like mailbag yeah, yeah, yeah. or mail, yeah. whatever we come up right. with. Right. Whatever it says. And we'll, and we'll make sure we do that. But um, so here Ooh, we go. We'll go through the fun. questions. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, so we'll go through the questions. The first one is uh, a question, but it's actually a joke. So this comes in from Dad Joke Queen with a K, K W E E N. So Queen with a K. And the question is, what do you call a hen staring at a pile of lettuce? What do you think, Steve? Do well, I see guesses? the answer here, and it's very good. <laughs> yeah. So it's they a, wrote it's their a, own. <laughs> I guess they so they, they wrote a joke. They yeah. wrote a joke. Um, so the answer to what do you call a hen staring at a pile of lettuce is a a chicken sees a salad sees a salad. There you so, go. Chicken, chicken sees a salad. Hilarious. Sees a salad. Very good joke. So funny. Um, Hilarious. I also support using your name as dad joke queen because it means we're trying to like form some sort of persona maybe recurring recurring joke segment um yeah yeah, if you want if you want to submit under a a persona and become de facto famous on the pod you can do it we highly encourage pseudonym personas to make your identity on you heard it here second so um, others here have submitted their real names, so we'll go to the next one, which is Mikey. Mikey, and Mikey asks, and oh yeah, that's right. Quick shout out to Mikey. He is our our resident referee on You Heard It Here Second. So, former yeah. podcast guest. Yeah, welcome I back. I don't remember what episode, but sometime in the probably before episode one hundred, if I had to guess. Probably he met but, um that ref who was cheating, who was like fixing oh, Tim Donahue. Yeah, yeah, he like shook his hand and called him a rat yeah, or something. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, we had a clip of that. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Mikey asks, which athlete could best do the crate challenge? So the crate challenge is going around uh, on social media. It, it's it's a viral trend. If you haven't seen it, milk crates are basically stacked up in like a 
uh, triangle pyramid. shape, like a pyramid where you go up it and then come back down the other side. I don't know how many milk crates tall the middle is. Do you know offhand? It's pretty high. It's it is. It's yeah. probably like eight to ten. Yeah. And they're shaky AF when you get up top. Yeah. So once the person gets up to the top, their legs start shaking. And if yeah. you fall, you hit the ground and mm. you hit sharp egg crates and you hit it's just mm. a uh it's a Painful. savage challenge. I yeah. I want to try it. But I'm not doing it. <laughs> I want to try it over a, like a like a mat, oh, yeah, a yeah, soft yeah. mat. But yeah, but the thing is then that would decrease the stability of the crates too, you know. True. Like you'd have to have something soft but like a way to keep the crates firm. I don't know. So, um but anyway, yeah. which Tough athlete challenge. do you think uh could do the crate challenge the best is the question. I think there's a pretty clear answer. I do too, actually. Do you want to yeah. say it on the count of three? Sure. All right. One, two, three. Simone Tom Biles. Brady. <laughs> <laughs> no, clearly. Tom Brady. It's, pliability. Clearly, clearly it's <laughs> Simone Biles. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, like she's that. the best gymnast of yeah. all time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Um, I do think. Yeah. But I would love to see Tom Brady do the great challenge. You know, that would be that'd be a good test of like, all right, Tom. Legs. You got this um, you got the pliability and the yeah. I'm also only saying Tom Brady so much because your girlfriend called us out for saying his name so often last episode. Oh yeah, that's right. Well that it was also Bucks slash Brady, but yeah, I think uh but yeah, you you know, keep saying it. I hey, I I'm will. a Tom Brady fan. I'm a, you I know, know that I'm a Tom Brady fan. <laughs> Just uh, you know, maybe for the next year or so, maybe a little bit less Tom Brady would be good. No, in my I, life, we're but. a Super Bowl champs. So I'm going to say it as often as possible. It's my only time to shine. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Um, all right, you want to take the next one? I do. All right, so this one comes from speak, speaking of cat. Yeah. What kitchen appliance best describes you and why? Hmm. I'll let you go first, Derek. Huh, I got. I have. You know, I have the questions ahead of time, and then I don't think about them ahead of time, which is my problem. I, I should be thinking about them ahead of time. You should. It's, this um, is a hard one to come off the top of your head. Well, I think right. I got one though. Yeah. So, like, because you have to think about: Am I looking for um, like qualities of the appliance that I share, <laughs> or am I just like, <laughs> if I was an appliance, like, what would I be? Right. Like, which like which one? Well, do I let like? me reread you know, the so. question for you, Derek. <laughs> what kitchen so, appliance best, best describes, describes you, you and why? Okay. I'm going to say that uh, I'm going to go with an air fryer. No, that was mine. Oh, that was yours? Oh, dang. Dang, I stole it. Damn it. I I was going to go first, too. I was like, there's no way he says air fryer. Yeah. Uh, but Well, so that's this is a combination because the air fryer is also, I think, probably my favorite appliance. We can't have two air fryers on the (laughs) podcast. We'll just rename the podcast. We'll just be the air fryer. You air fried it here second with the air fryers. You air fried it here second. (laughs) Damn. Um, versatile. Uh, I thought it was so uh, unique. Applicable in almost every situation, you know. Uh, Everybody loves us. Everyone loves us. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I mean, that's where the air fryer the the podcast Super fast. <laughs> there you go. So, wow. All right. Yeah. Well, that, that was efficient. The, the answer was efficient, too. We, we didn't even have to answer it twice. We just answered it once. Yeah. Two air fryers. So. Wow. <laughs> Who'd have thought that All question right. would be yeah. so easy? Right. Exactly. I All thought right. it was going to be a difficult Next. one. All right. So Kevin comes in with two questions, actually. So the first one from Kevin would love to actually they're kind of related, but would love to know any apps that you use that are helpful, oh. fun or interesting. So that's a good one. I, I like that. Um, so do you have any off the top of your head that you use that are that are fun and interesting? Um, I will. I don't use a ton of random apps. I'm not a guy mm-hmm. who just downloads cool new apps, but I do have a few that I'm looking at right now. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a game, this is a game I play on an airplane. Okay. I still play Candy Crush, but it's not Candy Crush. Um, Snake First Block. Have you ever played Snake First mm. Block, Derek? 
I don't. I think I have, but I like probably not like the modern. I, I've heard it's of that, old. but I don't. Probably not the exact one you've you're playing, but maybe. I down. It's one of those things. It doesn't require internet. Like it doesn't all. It's just basically Snake, mm-hmm. but 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, and I downloaded it before a really long plane ride once, like eight to ten yep. hours. And I was playing it, and then all of a sudden we were landing. I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> I just played Snake vs. Block for ten hours. Like just no, you didn't. Are you serious? In. You played yeah. it for that long? Yeah. It's, d- wow. it's addicting. You want to get, I mean, and l- I was playing with the person who was sitting next to me, who was my cousin Luke, and we were trying to beat each other's scores. But yeah, yeah, Snake vs. Block is my first one. I'll, I mean, wow. in the games category, I've got a few others for other categories. Yeah, right. Nice. Um, yeah. So for me, I don't, so I'll have to, I'm going to have to think about like productivity wise, like ones that I, 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 I would recommend for like Ooh. being interested uh helpful right like like the helpful part of this i don't really know much for sure um but as far as like just looking at some apps that i've used recently i'm not going to spoil anything in our for our next segment but um one i don't know if uh i don't know if you i, I recently tried a free trial of sirius xm do you ever listen to sirius xm like Only satellite radio when it was cool in like cars in the early yeah. 2000s so i use that one um that's certainly good and, th- and then as far as um a few you know uh like fitness stuff, you know, like fitness apps. I know I've mentioned Whoop. I shouted, I shouted out Whoop last time. That obviously comes with the wearable, but I use that all the time. I think that's if you're into fitness um, and, yeah. and want a different angle on it. It is a subscription model, but you kind of like don't have to pay for um, a, a really expensive device up front. You just basically pay the subscription, and then whenever you want to stop, if you if you stop, the device is kind of useless. But it's definitely a a different and motivating angle on fitness. So I would recommend that one as well. Yeah. Speaking um, of fitness, the uh, Nike Training Club app. Oh, you've is told me about that. Spectacular. Yeah. Uh, I picked it up during COVID because all the gyms and stuff were were um, closing. They're reopening now, so I don't use it as much. But it's chock full of legit training videos, like a yeah that you could get on a Peloton or a Mirror or any of these new big apps, and it's just right. on your phone. Real training, very easy. You could pick like your yoga your your hit classes your whatever and filter it by mm-hmm. a thousand different videos um so that's a good right. one and then nice. relive which is a it's mm. mainly for hiking and it'll okay. it'll virtually track your um hike and show you kind of the like google earth track it so you can yeah. actually oh, see nice. the mountains nice. and stuff shout out my oh, girlfriend wow. kelsey cook for that one she she uses nice. that one actually on hikes i use it just to kind of track my runs uh, and time them and stuff like yep. that but you it's like a community you can share your times and sh- you, you can nice. place little pictures when you get to the top of your hike you can place a picture and someone can watch your your route yeah um, so that's a good one nice cool um yeah so those, those are some good uh good tips and i think that's uh that's one of those like open questions i think we should have a spot in here if we ever have more tips like that we should put them in even if someone doesn't ask it every week so uh good question there kevin and then kevin's second question or basically the second half of his question uh is still on the app topic which is the top five apps that each of you use and messages doesn't count. Okay. So, um, Steve and I have slightly prepared this. So we've grabbed a week. Um, I, I grabbed last week. I think you grabbed two weeks ago because you were traveling. Is that right? Yeah. I was driving across country last week. So my, yeah. my app usage is way off. Right. So we're not going to use that one as the, as the model here. So we're going to try to guess each other's top five screen time apps for, in my case, last week in Steve's case, two weeks ago. So mine's pretty we're, revealing. We're, we're gonna get the, <laughs> we're gonna get three strikes on the guesses. Okay, so do you want to guess first, or do you want to alternate, or what do you want to do? I want to guess first. Okay, you can guess first. So Your again, number messages, one app. So let me let me also just clarify because I'm oh, gonna have you clarify so the same rules. thing. Messages for me is indeed number one. So 
So that is that is eliminated from the group. Um, we'll clarify when it's your turn if messages is also number one because uh, for many people it is, but we will we'll, we'll figure that one out. So messages off the table. The next five you can now guess. Uh, number one, Instagram. Instagram is number two, so you are okay. one for one. Number two, or number one or two, Twitter. Twitter is number one. So oh my gosh, you, you are so, so predictable. All right, so all right, so all, yeah, so I I I'm willing to bet you at least don't get one of these, but fantasy you sports number app. one and two. Fantasy sports app is incorrect. Um, so that's one strike. ESPN app. ESPN app is also incorrect. Surprise, kind of surprising to me too. Uh, but. Safari or internet, general internet. So it is Chrome. So I'll give you that one because guessing splitting hairs between browsers is unfair. So number three is Chrome. So you've guessed one, two, and three. You're missing four and five, and you have one strike left. Just tell me what they are. Maps. Maps is correct. Let's number go. five. Well, you're 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 killing it. All right, you're missing number four. And full disclosure, this is the one I don't think you're going to get, but. You have one more guess. Mm. Serious satellite radio. <laughs> good, good guess. Good guess. That's incorrect. You might not even know that I have this because I haven't really talked about it. But my number four app last week is HelloFresh. Oh. Um, because of the recipes and like I must have had a recipe up and you know so I used that for one hour and three minutes. So four out of five is pretty good, Steve. Yeah. That's pretty good. Totally. Wow. All right. All right. So me, I'm, I'm now going to guess. All right. So yeah. you don't use Instagram, but you have been using Derek and Steve a lot, but I'm not going to guess Instagram yet. I'm going to go with Twitter. Where's my number one? Number one. Okay. Got to tweet. All right. Got to be. Tweeting. I am going to, I'm going to go, hmm. I'm going to go with your internet browser is up there as well. Yeah. Boring. Safari. Safari I'm guessing. Though, yeah. Okay. Is that number two? Uh, uh, outside of messages. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, oh yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So messages was number one or two. Just to. Two. Okay, gotcha. So I just thought that was interesting. You mentioned that before the pod. Uh, most people I've talked to so far asked this question. Messages was number one. So yeah. Twitter higher than messages for Steve. Yeah. Um, all right. So we've got we've got Twitter and the and the browser. Now it gets hard. Um, I'm gonna go with um, whatever your music listening app is, which I don't know That's which hilarious. app. Hilarious. Yeah. I'm this gonna is, say this is pretty revealing. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say music, like uh, Apple Music. No, no. Or iTunes. Is it like? No. Is it, You're no, gonna okay. hate me. I'm gonna I'm gonna embarrass myself. On <laughs> oh the no! I know here. it. I know it. <laughs> yeah. It's YouTube. No, I do have YouTube no. up there, but I. Oh. It's worse than that. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, is YouTube in the top five? No, it's it's on okay, my so list. I just, but not top five. I just got two strikes, so I kind of got carried away there. But what? Is, all right. So you can tell me after after I get my third yeah. strike. Okay, I'm gonna go with Maps. Maps is on there. Okay. Yeah. So I got two left to guess. Two correct? left to guess. Then one's the All music right. one. One's the music one. I'm not going to waste another guess on that. I just want to hear it afterwards. So I'm going to go with. You know I'm this. Gonna go... You know the answer to this one. <laughs> I'm going to go with Candy Crush. No. That would be Crush. savage if I was still playing yeah. Candy Crush. Five hours a week, maybe. Yeah. Oh, it's a fantasy sports app, I bet. Nope, incorrect. No. Wow, Come okay, on, I didn't man. know it. All right, I'm out of strikes. So <laughs> Yeah, you're out of strikes. Stop guessing. All right, so you can reveal the, the two Clearly, I Clearly, I'm the only person still using Snapchat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, of course, Snapchat. So Snapchat's was, online. Was, um, and then, an unfortunately, I uh, Pandora is on my top. Pandora. I thought <laughs> yeah. about, I honestly thought about guessing Pandora, and then I was like, no. Yeah. Like, I'm the only person I, I, under 45 <laughs> who uses Pandora. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, I, I really thought about that, but then I was like, you're 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 very much like a a pick out a song person. So I like I, I that's why YouTube's hey, up hey, there. When, <laughs> yeah, the that's true. You are also one of the only people I know that's that YouTube is a go to for listening to music. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there you go. So great question. I'm Kevin. very anti Spotify. Yeah, I was going to say that. Like I, you're, I everyone uses Spotify, but yeah. Um, good question. Right, so we got Kevin. Two, yeah, that was a great pair of questions. Um, so we got two questions left. First one from anonymous. Um, who is the better golfer between you two? So that one's obvious. That one's me. Me. Um, <laughs> I, I know um, you, maybe you, we used to be even, but now I'm way better. So that I haven't golfed with Steven at least a, at least probably a, two years, maybe. Right. It's Gotta probably be. been two years since well, I golfed. You with came, you. Yeah, you came one L year for a big yeah. golf trip. Was that the last time we golfed? I don't remember probably. golfing here. I don't think we've golfed yeah. together since. So uh, so but I can't I'm, speak I'm like to living are you actually in golf good now? paradise. Yeah. Are you actually I mean, golfing a lot now? Yeah, yeah. I'm golfing a lot, but not good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I so will I, say I'm... I'm willing Mid to concede to the 90s. edge. I'm I'm willing to concede the edge if you've been golfing a lot because I haven't been golfing a lot. But, um, yeah. So there you go. We I'm I would gonna, say we were pretty even though when we, yeah. when we used to go when we used to golf before. I would say we were roughly. Even, I'm gonna say I'm currently so. better, but not by much. But yeah. I've just played more. Right. I think we might have split when I went and uh, did the trip with you. I feel like we were maybe no. I don't know. Mm. But I, I, I'm I'm for the record. I'm conceding that you are probably currently better if you've been golfing. Fine. Then I'll concede the that we may, that is I'll concede con- that maybe <laughs> two years ago we split or whatever. <laughs> um, all right. And last one comes from longtime listener and fan. I love and this it question. Says, Derek, what is your favorite thing about Steve? Wow. So that's a that's a tough question. I got the pick on the spot. And actually, this one I didn't have time to prepare because it came in very late. It came in like right, almost right before we started recording. Wow. So this so, is from the heart. Uh, this is from the heart. So I think, I mean, this this is tough to pick. I think my favorite thing about Steve is that Steve can never not think of something. Like, like you can never not think of an idea or a question <laughs> or something. You, you're, you're never yeah. stumped by anything. Like, you're never <laughs> like, I don't one. know. Like, or like, I don't, you know, you know, it's just never nothing, you know? Right. I'm so always I, turning. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's my singular favorite thing, but that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Wow. That's so, a very nice and yeah. specific thing. And I appreciate you yeah. getting specific. Yeah. It's kind of, it, it remind. it's similar to me of like, was like a thing that you answered before in the past that you liked about me, which was that I would entertain your oh, questions as dumb as they were ever. Yes. <laughs> like, it's funny because like, your response. I feel like they're related. Totally. Like, it's like, yeah. what we, that's why we're friends is because <laughs> you like that I'm like dumb and I have stupid questions, but like never, I never miss an opportunity to be entertaining or give you yeah. like call and answer responses. Yeah. For and the I record, like part you, of my answer was had, yeah. And I part like my answer nothing to do with being them. dumb, but yeah. Well, yeah, well, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, but but uh, but yes, yeah, so like like at like you know at various times, some of those questions would be like very ridiculous questions, and I would answer them honestly and objectively. So and logically, I appreciate most that importantly. So yeah, like will the Patriots so ever win another football game? <laughs> yeah, right. And the answer is always maybe. Yes, always. Uh, I think so. I mean, <laughs> we'll see. The odds are good for them uh, yeah. with that big of a sample, but. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so great list of questions. Again, uh, job, if anybody fans. wants to submit questions, Derek and Steve.com slash ask. Uh, also Derek and Steve on Instagram, just at Derek and Steve. 
what I've been trying to do at least in a day or two before the pod is post a story with one of those little question um, submission things where you can submit a question. So you can do it there too. However you want to tell us, you can just text it to us if you want. Like we'll add it to the agenda. Um, so there you go. But uh, so, you know, a few more minutes here going into some miscellaneous topics. Um, we will start with a television show we both watched, which is White Lotus on HBO, one of their new series. In fact, I think it was a limited series. I think it's over if I'm not it's mistaken. Um, six episode limited series. Um, what'd you think? Give us your give us the your high level explanation of sure. what you thought it was and like what you thought. Yeah, I thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. I thought it was well acted. I thought the writing was good. Um, I definitely thought it was we like it, every character was basically cranked to 11. They were just over exaggerated yeah. a bit, which I didn't love, but it's kind of part of the story. Part of mm-hmm. the story. I don't want to give it away, but it's basically there's five, five or six or seven groups of people on at, at this resort in Hawaii yeah. and all of their stories are kind of they're all weird but they're all kind of coming together and towards the end they they meet in a very spectacular way um but yeah it's it's trippy i, I have a hard time yeah. describing it because it's not really it's, about yeah. anything that's it it's, it's funny very metaphorical. you said that yeah because that, that that's precisely how i described it i was like i and this is this is how I described it like four episodes in. So this wasn't like an after the fact description. It was like while I'm watching it, I'm like, I like this show. This show's really well done. It's like it's like the the soundtracks always feel like they're on point. The acting it's like feels spooky great. Spooky and funny, weirdly. It's, it's yeah, it's weird. It's a weird mix of ominous with like comedy and like yeah. it's got and everything always feels like it's on the brink of like going wrong, kind mm-hmm. of. And the characters feel very deep and like layered. But there's no plot. Like there's there's yeah. there's there's not like if, if I asked you what is happening, like you said, there's like nothing happening. It's just like it's and, and in that way, it's very interesting. And and ultimately, to, to describe what it's about, it's it's basically a satire on the on the extremely rich, right? And they're totally and their their delusions from the world, right? And their their separation from reality, and then the people who deal with the like the the workers who deal with those people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of, I guess the premise, but like, there's like, like you said, there's really no like plot points that like add up to something necessarily. It just yeah. kind of your, like you said, their stories converge spectacularly. It's kind of yeah. a good it's way It's almost like it. you're tracking five or six short stories and they happen yeah. to be happening at the same hotel. Right. Right. You know? Exactly. And I would say the layer that gives you that like ominous slash, um, anticipation is that the series starts with a reveal of something terrible having happened, right? That that's I think the key to the whole show because like like you would lose literally people would stop watching the show if there wasn't the first scene of the series, which is like wow, it's one of those like the very last chronological scene is the first scene of the series, and then they go back to tell Derek, everything, right? Yeah, this is almost exact. Like now that I, it just hit me, the White Lotus is almost exactly what I had in mind for our murder mystery on the mountain. Yeah, you know. Like wow, a reveal yeah. at the beginning. And they did such a good job. I, I do think they did such a good job of misleading you until the very end. Like I didn't know yes, I actually what happened until it happened at the very end. Like you have guesses and stuff, right. but all you they do a good job of sprinkling in maybes. So mm-hmm. yeah. when it happens, like, ah, there it is. But I didn't right. and it makes, totally see yeah. it until the last episode. Right. And it makes sense. And like, but yeah, it doesn't come together till the end. So I that's a good point. That's 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 
They made our murder mystery for us, so we'll just yeah. play White Lotus audio. <laughs> yeah, through, just, you know. Next few episodes are just <laughs> six. The next six episodes are just each episode of White Lotus. You might be able to do it without without video. That's kind you, of the you show. Honestly, you probably could. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. It's all just dialogue. Um, so, but yeah, so I so I would recommend it. Uh, do you, I don't know? Do you want to give it a rating? Do you have a rating plan for it? I don't have a rating um, plan. I'm not going to yeah, go. Neither one. do I. It does. It doesn't yeah. deserve it. It deserves to be its own kind of thing. Yeah. I agree. It's worth watching. I thought it was very, like we said, very well done. Um, but you know that that hopefully gives you a little bit of an expectation of, yeah. of what it's about. So would recommend. Um, I'll say that. Yeah, me too. I think I would. Um, so next one, you want to mention the the Google Google's Google Home game, new yeah. little home screen game. I don't know what we call it. Yeah. The Google Home screen. You know how they always change their yeah. Oh, it's this week or that week or this day or that day. Today is some sort of Pokemon. I don't even know how to describe it, but it's it's, <laughs> it's basically like a, yeah. it's basically Pokemon, like where you you use your little keyboard and you travel to different gyms and you do different tasks, and it's really really fun. Um, hopefully, when you're listening to this, you can try it out. But don't just glance past Google's home screen this week. If you have 15 minutes, I'm I'm like excited to go back and like continue. <laughs> it saves your progress, so I'm excited to yeah. go back and and do more of the little mini games. It, tr- it feels like Pokemon. Yeah, it truly, it's truly, truly feels like the same exact look and feel of like the Pokemon, like Game Boy style, like, you know, aerial, you know, motion with a little block, like pixel really graphics. Good art, like it's really, it's well yeah. done. And like well the, the dialogue at the top that like kind of, pers- like it literally re- will, it's nostalgic. It will remind you very specifically of Pokemon, right? Like on like a Game Boy color or something. And so, yeah, uh, would, would recommend that as well. Much, much more than, um, the typical Google home screen game, right? Like usually it's a little, little doodle thing that lasts like 20 seconds and right. whatever. Um, so they put some effort into this one. So definitely go give it a try. Um, so two more topics, uh, both you're in your wheelhouse. So Let's go. kick it off with the kick it off with some, some restaurant news for everybody's favorite. <laughs> you know it. She knows it. He knows it. Taco Bell news. Um, there we go. Taco Bell breakfast is back. Derek. There you go. Did nice. you know it was gone? Not at all. No, I didn't know it was no gone clue. either. Yeah, but it's back. We d- we did say last episode neither of us have had Taco Bell in a while. So I right. guess. But uh, but I'm glad it's back. I'm glad I, it's I'm back. Glad it's, I'm glad know, it's an option. I'm. I yeah. want it to be an option. I'll probably never have it. That's just not my yeah, go-to breakfast. I just don't think of Taco Bell for breakfast too often. Yeah. But yeah, I want some people to. You know, I want. Yeah. I want to have the option. Right. I want to be hungover on a Sunday morning and be like, you know what I need? Whatever Taco Bell serves. Taco Bell. Whatever (laughs) whatever they have. (laughs) Whatever they have. A breakfast burrito. Yeah. A breakfast burrito and whatever other breakfast items they have. Some sort of green sauce. Nacho nacho breakfast fries. I guess like so So, yeah. That's that's your uh, news for the week. Um, There you go. Taco Bell breakfast is back. Taco Bell news never fails. Next we have to do it. Just because we We've read so much in, since we've been gone. Yeah. Cozy Book Corner. So this week's Cozy Book Corner is The Vanishing Half. You may have seen it. It is a very popular book right now. The cover is fantastic. It's like one of those new Instagrammable covers. All books have, all like hardcover books have really good covers now. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. 
It's got a 4.22 on Goodreads, which is pretty high. Yeah. I hated it, Derek. Wow. I hated it. Just direct. Wow. You disagree with the crowd. I disagree with the crowd. It's just pure fan. It's, I can see why it's popular. It's just a well-written, there's very progressive characters. Um, it's, it's, it's very relevant to things that are going on right now, mm-hmm. but it's just family drama and everyone is so like self-loathing and they, they, there's so much self-pity and it's just everyone's so yeah. sad for themselves and like, I don't know, no one's out, there's no character that's out there just like, you know what, screw this, I'm going to do, like I'm living my life, I'm going to create something, I'm going to do that. Everyone's just sad that someone else mm. is sad. <laughs> sad that I'm sad. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I can see why it's popular. Huh. It's a very like Oprah Winfrey, like beachy, like, oh, like you want some, you really want some drama, some like heartfelt yeah. stuff. Get deep into this book. I'm just like, I want mm. someone to rise above it. I want someone to be better. And right. no one, no one in the book really is. So 52% Steve Nicholas Avocados, mm. Vanishing Half. It's good, well written, great cover, A plus cover. It wasn't cover for me. Get you. Don't judge a book by its cover, right? I guess Don't people's happiness. Cover. People's happy, happiness was the vanishing half of their personality in that book. It sounds like you know so. that's a huge stress or stretch, but I uh, <laughs> I appreciate your effort. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Yeah. Um, Cozy book so corner stuff. If you haven't read the book, isn't <laughs> <Yeah>. it? <laughs> it's 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 tough, but you got to throw in your comments. Yeah, where you, you can, did you great. Know? Good job. So. <laughs> Uh, so that brings us to the final drive. Um, so we both have some final drives. We talked about it's uh, a little bit less structured here. So um, I'll let you kick it off with your loser. I knew you were going to go first. You want to go first? You almost said it. You almost <laughs> said it. I knew yes. you, could, you were trying not to say I it. I was my everything in my muscle memory and <laughs> actual memory was telling me well, to say it. And I'm I like, was like, I, this is just an aside for the listeners. We're like trying to make this show new and fun and different. Like, oh, we're season two or whatever. And he's like, I don't think we're going to say the, do you want to go first or second for the final drive anymore? I'm like, that's the stuff we cut. Like, that's the thing we're cutting is you asking me if I'm going first or second. And now well, it's no, season no, it, two, new and improved it, final drive. In, in, in fairness, the, the spirit behind it was like, if, for instance, I had nothing to talk about in this final draft, like if everything I had to talk about, we talked about in the agenda, mm. the idea was like, we wouldn't need to have like a you go, then I go type thing. Today, we happen to each have something we're going to talk about. Yeah. So. I mean, so I kind of go first, you want to go second? I'll go first, Derek. Thanks. <laughs> um, so I'm doing the stadium, the baseball stadium thing. Every like boring nice. white guy is, it's just like, if you're going to be a dad someday, you're going to try to do all the baseball stadiums, right? So, Naturally, yeah. Um, I got to do one that is pretty difficult for people to get to, at least the people that we know. Uh, San Diego, Petco Park. Shout out Lewis Cook. Nice. A new puppy. Nice. Um, he's from nice. San Diego. Um, it is nice. cool. I saw uh, Fernando Tati, saw uh, Blake Snell wasn't pitching, but um, Manny Machado, all, all the big hitters. They played the Marlins. Marlins suck. Um, but yeah. Pet- Petco Park is really cool. It's right downtown San Diego. They buy into the whole beachy thing. There's like palm trees in the stadium. Nice. If you walk around, it's like an indoor mall. So as you walk around, you can like go shopping and stuff. And there's vines. Yeah. It's like a almost like an Aztec-y, Bush Gardens-y palm tree feel. Hmm. Um, and it's a newish stadium. So and there's yeah, a dog. Sounds pretty there's a dog park. Yeah. It is Petco Park. Wow. So there's a dog park out back, so you can, yep. you know, where like the people sit and there's greenery in the outfield. Yeah, you can bring yeah. your dogs there. So, um, oh, and like cool. have your dogs 
be watched during the like uh, as a dog watching service or just like no, bring your no, dog? No, no, it's like, like a, oh, okay, okay. Buy a ticket to the game and bring your dog to the dog section. Oh, and you can see the game f- yeah, from the dog section. Oh, from the wow, outfield. that's yeah. cool. That's cool. Um, nice. So it's a really really cool park. I've only seen about six or seven. I have to count count them up, so I can't like rank them all. Yeah. But um, really really cool. Hey, just want to give a shout another, out to, to the pod. Another one to the list. And, and I bought a T-shirt, Derek. Yeah. That says Slam Diego on it. Wow, nice. Because yeah. nice. you have to. How could you not? Yeah, you have to. You have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I'm a huge Don Arcillo fan. He's their TV guy. That, yeah. That sounds like something that could have been started by him, but a uh, big fan of him. He's the yeah. one. He's the voice of all their all those Fernando Tatis calls. Like when you see the clips of them yeah. and stuff. He's a, he's a great play by play guy. I almost um, it was between that and a Fernand Diego T-shirt. Mm, yeah. Slam I like Diego's Slam Diego. A better. Yeah, a little better. I think you made the right pick. Yeah. So. Um, my quick thought on, at the end of the episode here for my final drive is uh, Madden 22. I just I just picked up Madden 22 this week. Um, I usually pick up the new sports video games or at least the a few of the series that I've always gotten. Um, more of the same when it comes to Madden 22. Uh, some good improvements. Like there's definitely some things they've made better. You know they have some cool features with like momentum in the game and like you know franchise mode has some updates and ultimate team is still fun and everything. But I I just can't lie. The thing that just blows me away is that there are so many things in Madden that it's like almost unbelievable that the EA developers just haven't touched in like a decade you know like like, like I, I like the onside kick for example like every on I don't know when the last time you played Madden was but like every onside kick it's like they just kick it like they just like kick it like a foot off the ground right to the other team like every time and it's yeah. like that's nothing like how NFL onside kicks go. Like they, <laughs> yeah. they all pop it up in the air and it's like a jump ball, right? Or like they, there's just zero trickery involved. Right. Um, just like glitches in the menus and like just all these things. It's like, I can't believe that no one is testing this game before they sell it, right? Yeah. Like, and so it just feels like year after year. But that said, I guess that's what happens when there's really no competition. Like there's, the, you know, EA Sports no, has the ex- exclusive rights. And so this is happening a lot with sports video games. There is no competition to make a good game because they have exclusive rights from the league. So uh, that's that. I, I still would probably recommend Madden if you like Madden and you get it every year. Sure, of course, you're going to get it. I don't have to tell you that, but um, good game, but a lot of the same things that we see uh, year over year with the A-Sports. So classic Madden. Classic Madden, it really is. Just so. classic. <laughs> so uh, that's it. That's all we got for episode 151. Well, So anything else, Steve? No, I'm just wait. I don't. Right. I want to do my thing last, so I wait for you to All finish right, first. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. You do go last. That's true. So yeah. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time on episode 152. Later days.